This talk was recorded by Campus Outreach Minneapolis, the college ministry of Bethlehem Baptist Church, as part of the 2022 Summer Training Project. For more information on Summer Training Project or Campus Outreach Minneapolis, visit cominneapolis.org. Um, so, this week is Missions Week. If you didn't know that, we have our wonderful CCP people here and Michelle. And so, I <laughs> um, <laughs> wanted to include you. <laughs> um, and so, we're focusing a lot on missions, God's heart for the world. And so, that is obviously what my talk is going to be about today as well. Um, so, yeah, let me just pray to begin and then we'll dive in. Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for bringing us all here together um, and sustaining us through another week of project. I pray as we dive into this topic today, would you just be at work in all our hearts? Would you speak through me and just make what you want to be heard very clear? And um, I just pray that people's hearts would be open to your mission for the world, um, to reach the lost and that... Um, from here today, our global mission to go out to all nations would just be so clear and that we'd feel excited and eager to participate in your plan, Lord. I thank you for this time, and I just pray that you would be at the center of it and that you would receive all glory. It's in your name we pray. Amen. All right, so I grew up in a church that I never heard much about missions, whether I heard a lot about like local engagement and discipleship, but when it came to global missions, I heard nothing. So I honestly, in my mind, was like, you have to be a special breed to go overseas. You're either raised in a family that goes overseas or somehow God is like supernaturally like moving you and like just pushing you overseas, which can be true in some cases, but Honestly, God's call to go global and God's global mission is for everyone to be involved in. And that wasn't something that I had heard until I went to college and started attending Bethlehem or being involved in campus outreach. And so today I just kind of want that to be our heart posture, that we are all called to be involved in global missions on some scale, um, whether going, whether sending, whether praying, like we are all called to be a part of God's mission for the world. And so to start, I just want to share some quotes and some definitions with you all to get us thinking about this. Um, so first, until recently, Americans spent more on golf balls, Twinkies, or Halloween costumes for their dogs than was given to reach the unreach. That just blew my mind. And that's like all singular, like more money was spent on Twinkies than was given to reach the unreached, or more money was spent on Halloween costumes for people's dogs than was given to reach the unreached. And to me, that just seems like, those things seem so unnecessary and so meaningless compared to the many lives around the world that haven't even heard the good news of the gospel yet. Um, Another thing is if every Christian in the world shared their faith with every single person they knew, there would still be about 30% of people who wouldn't hear the gospel. I've heard numbers ranging from 20 to 40, so I'm just going to stick in the middle with 30%. But that is a huge amount of people. Like, think how many people you're friends with on Instagram or um, that you Snapchat on the daily. And think about how everybody in this room would have so many different people, and yet... 
there's 30% of the world that would not hear the gospel if every single person shared the good news. Um, some definitions, unreached, an unreached people group is a people group that has um, no access to the gospel, but there are people who are working to bring the gospel to their people group. And then an unengaged people group is someone who has no access to the gospel and there are, people work, or there are no people working to bring the gospel to their people group. And from the beginning, I just want to say, these people, they are not more lost than our family members or our friends that we are engaging with on the daily that don't know Christ. Like, they are not more lost in any sense but they are unreached, so they have no access. Like, they, every single day it goes by, and there's no one in their lives who is a Christian, who knows Jesus. They don't have a local church. They have no access to the gospel, and to me, that's just a very sad reality. And so, today, I want to focus on the question, why should we take part in global missions? And we're just going to work through a couple reasons why. So, First, our first reason is we are commanded to. Um, in Matthew 28, 19, the Great Commission, which I know Kale dove into pretty deeply with you guys last week, and I'm pretty sure it's all, honestly probably brought up in every single talk we've had so far this summer, um, but for good reason. It says um, to go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, and that's the part I want to focus on, that it, Jesus declares all nations, that um, the Great Commission is a call to reach all people. Um, I think this shows God's heart for the world in that he specifically wanted to point out that all nations are to be reached, um, but it also shows that this is not a selective gospel. Like, the gospel is for all people, every tribe, nation, language. Like, it is for all people. Um, also, although this is a command, like Jesus commanded us to go, it is also something that we get to take part in. Like, we get to take part in God's mission for the world, um, and that is something that we can have joy in. In 1 John 5, 3, it says, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. We get joy from following Jesus. We get joy from following his commands. And this is another command, to go and make disciples of all nations, like, following Jesus and the commands he has set for us in Scripture, it's life-giving and it's joy-filled. And so that is something that we should be excited about, is to follow his command, to be a part of his global mission. So we have, it's commanded of us, and number two is, it is essential and urgent. So in Romans 10, 13 through 15, it says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. So first, off the bat, it literally says, salvation comes from calling on the name of the Lord. Salvation comes from faith. There is a human responsibility to this. We are to respond to the call. We are to respond to the good news. However, without response, there is no salvation. Like, that should be a burden on our hearts of the fact that if someone has never heard the gospel, they are condemned. And, like, that is 
really hard to grasp sometimes, but however, there's also human responsibility in sharing. Like this clearly states that how will they call on him and who they have never believed and how are they to believe if they have never heard? Like somebody has to share it with them. Um, God's normal or primary or the way he has chose to bring um, people to himself is through us, like through us, his vessels. Like he has chosen us to share the good news with all people everywhere, whether that is your family or whether that is people in another country. Like he has chosen us to be that vessel. Therefore, it is essential to the faith of millions that we obey this command again, that we go out to all nations because God has chosen us for that and eternity is at stake. Like this is, um, we want to have an eternity mindset here and eternity is at stake for millions of people around the world who have not heard the good news yet. So therefore, these verses are a clear call and command to go and share the good news. Um, as it says in Matthew 9, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. The harvest is too plentiful for us to ignore the millions of those lost apart from knowing Christ. And the laborers are too few for us to assume that there is not a need for our direct involvement in it. Um, however, it goes on to say, like, Paul says at the end, like, it is a beautiful thing. Like, how beautiful are the feet of those who share the good news? Like, back then, when Paul would have written this, like, they had to walk everywhere, so their feet would have been disgusting, honestly. But he was calling them beautiful because they were doing kingdom work, and they were following the command set forth in Scripture, which is a beautiful thing for all of us, whether we are staying here and sharing the good news with people or whether we are going abroad and sharing the good news with people. Like, that is beautiful work to be following what Jesus has commanded of us. And so, therefore, our roles as believers is to be conduits of God's grace, and our motivation is the glory of God in the salvation of his people. Like, God is glorified when his people know him and worship him, and we get to be a part of that, and he is welcoming us into that, which is so exciting. So, it was commanded of us, it's essential and urgent, but it is also for the advancement of his kingdom and for our own joy. Um, in Revelation 7, 9, and 10, it says, After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. The beautiful thing here is that God is telling us that this will be fulfilled. One day, Every tribe, nation, language will be represented in the kingdom of God in the throne room. And we get to be a part of that. Like, we get to be a part of going out and sharing with all these nations and languages and tribes. And um, as John Piper says, um, missions exist because worship doesn't. Missions is our way of saying the joy of knowing Christ is not a private or tribal or national or ethnic privilege. It's for all, and that is why we go, because we have tasted the joy of worshiping Jesus when we want all families of the earth included. This is, as I said earlier, it's not a selective gospel. It is for all. All people are welcomed in, and because we have tasted the joy of knowing Jesus, because we have 
been a part of something so much greater than this world could offer us, it should inspire us, it should encourage us to want to share that with others, to want to go out among all nations, make sure that everyone has the opportunity to even hear the good news of the gospel. Um, because one day, we get to be a part of this future glory of standing in the throne room with all nations worshiping the creator God. And that just like makes me honestly like so excited, so eager to know that that is coming one day. Um, when we are sitting in a world now where it's like there's so much sadness, destruction, but like one day we will all be worshiping with all, all nations together because our God is so good. He is so deserving of worship. And that is why we should want to follow this command. And so lastly, we are all products of global missions. Newsflash, you are a descendant of an unreached people group. At one time, you, your ancestors, who knows how long, how far back, but at one point, somebody shared the gospel with their people group, and they came to faith. Like, that is a really cool thing, that, like, faithful followers of Jesus have been reaching people for, for so many years, and that is just going to continue on. Like, and this is a beautiful thing of the gospel. Like, we are all in need. Like, there is a universal, desperate need for Jesus, whether that's here in the United States, as we can see so clearly, or that's in another country. Like, there is a universal, desperate need for Jesus and the grace that he bestows on us as sinners. And so that is so true everywhere we go. Like, we were in need of the truth of the gospel just as much as the people in other countries are. And so therefore, again, we have seen and felt the joy of knowing Jesus. Like, we have seen and felt the grace that he has bestowed on us. So that should inspire us and encourage us to go, um, whether that be however you participate in missions, to contribute to what God has in store for the world so that others may hear it and believe it. And each believer is responsible on some aspect to act or think or pray or live for the glory of God among the nations. Um, and I don't want you to feel discouraged here of like, oh my goodness, there are so many people in the world that don't know Jesus and like, I'm not in another country right now. Like, the, not everyone is going to go to another country. Like, that's the truth. But we all are called to think for other countries. We are all called to think for unreached people. We are all called to think for the world um, and live our lives to spread the good news, whether that be to someone, like you could share the gospel with someone on your college campus that they end up going and sharing the gospel with an unreached people group. Like we are all just called to keep sharing. And um, I think that is how we can be encouraged today is that you are doing kingdom work wherever you are sharing the gospel, wherever you are living the truth set forth in scripture. And so how can you be involved? Um, there's many ways. First, you can go. Obviously, the world needs more missionaries. 2.7% um, of missionaries go to unreached people groups. Um, and there are, I saw this quote where it's like, if every person in an unreached people group held hands, um, they could wrap around the world 25 times. That's a lot of people. 
And so there is a need for more people to go. There's a need for more missionaries to be sent out to those people. You can also send. There are so many missionaries that need financial support to be able to do what they're doing. Like, um, you can't go, as it says in Romans that we read earlier, Romans 10, like, and how are they to preach unless they are sent? Like, missions is a communal thing. Like, one person cannot just, like, go without the support of others, whether that be financially or prayerfully. Like, we need to be lifting one another up in this. Um, Another statistic that I found, which I felt a little convicted of, actually very convicted of, is $896 billion is given to Christian causes. But that's also how much Americans spend on Christmas. And so I was just like, oh, man, yeah, how much money have I given and how much money do I spend on Christmas gifts for my family? Um, But like, I'm not, I don't want to shame you. I just want, like, you to have the mindset of, like, how can I be stewarding what God has blessed me with, um, and how can I be blessing other people with that as well? Um, and lastly, last but not least, you can pray. God's power exceeds our power in all ways. Like, we, like, can go and do and send, but, like, if we are not praying, if we are not praying for the people that are, we are going to, or if we're not praying for more laborers, like our efforts are sometimes useless, but if we are praying to the Lord and asking that he be at work in us, that he be at work in the world, like that is supernatural power, and that is what we need. We can do that right now, and we are going to. Um, So we're going to take a quick break, but our workshop, we're going to be spending time in prayer, spending time in reflection, Um, But let me just pray over this time real quick, and then you guys can have like a five-minute break. Lord, I just thank you for who you are, and I thank you for your heart for the world and how you um, desire all nations to be with you and how we have the joy of looking forward to that day in your throne room where we are praising you and worshiping you with all people from all nations, tribes, tongues. Lord, that is a joy to look forward to. And I just pray that you would be at work in our hearts now and help us to see how we can be a part in your uh, mission for the world now, even when we are in college, um, and that you would just inspire us to live missionally, to live with hearts eager to um, step out in faith and boldness and to share the good news with everyone we encounter um, and to be actively thinking about what that looks like for the rest of our lives. So. I pray over this time and just pray that you would be at work. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from the 2022 Summer Training Project hosted by Campus Outreach Minneapolis, the college ministry of Bethlehem Baptist Church. Please feel free to share this message with others, but please don't charge, edit, or alter the content in any way without the written permission of Campus Outreach Minneapolis.